You are listening to Asian Skycast, the show that brings you the most updated aviation industry insight. Uh, everyone is interested and always uh, uh, interested in hearing um, what ABA, uh, what MBAA is is doing in the in the U.S. market at the moment. Um, obviously, uh, the COVID nineteen situation and how you're supporting the members and trying to assist everyone to get through these challenging times as well. Well, NBAA uh, is working hard to be an authoritative voice on what we know about COVID-19 and what we understand about the best practices related to business aviation in this environment. So we've done a number of things to, uh, to communicate with our members, uh, including uh, a daily news service uh, that goes out every day, uh, three times a week. We are doing uh, webinars where we discuss everything from how to disinfect your airplane uh, to keeping pilots current uh, in this environment. Uh, in addition to that, we are We've been working hard uh, with the government to make sure that the laws uh, and the regulations related to business aviation are appropriate. For example, Jeffrey, um, we were able to work with the government to make sure that when someone's uh, medical license or their training license expired during the COVID-19 crisis, that the government was able to extend for a period of 90 days uh, the expiration, recognizing that it was just uh, impossible to get to uh, a doctor for a physical or uh, even have some of the currency training uh, that we would have in normal time. So uh, basically, we've been trying to help shape the environment itself through laws and regulations. Uh, and we have been trying to make sure the best practices, uh, whether they're operating practices or health and safety practices, are understood uh, by everyone in the environment. And so uh, in that respect, we're, uh, we're similar to our sister associations, uh, including OSBA, uh, just working to make sure that we are getting the best information available and the necessary information available to all of the business aviation operators uh, throughout the world so that our industry can be as safe and healthy and secure um, as, uh, as possible. And you mentioned that you're disseminating a lot of this information to, to the members and so on. Where, just since we have the opportunity, where would one find that uh, is, is it on, on the website or is there a... a... It, uh, it is on the website. Uh, all the information we have can be found by going to nbaa.org forward slash coronavirus. Uh, and uh, just by going to that webpage, you will be able to get uh, a full catalog of the things that we have uh, written about uh, articles we've covered, webinars we've hosted. Um, and so there's really a wealth of information, most of it generated uh, by the community itself and people within the community that are finding uh, this is what works for them. We're 
We're trying to make that widely available. As I said, we're, uh, we're sending out uh, uh, new services on a daily basis. We're doing at least three webinars uh, per week. Uh, so we're working very hard to be very proactive at understanding what the operating environment is, what the challenges are, and then the best ways to meet those challenges uh, and conduct safe and secure operations. Yeah, thanks. Great resources. Great resource for everyone. And I gather it's the website and logging on there and getting to that in that particular COVID-19 section is it, you don't need to just log on as a member. No, NBAA's uh, web is available uh, to everybody. Okay. Any any issues that you see still still out there, if you will, and that you're focusing on and trying to and trying to find solutions for? Any still red herrings out there? I mean, because it seems like you guys have got a good handle on it, and uh, like I said, uh, are responding to the industry great. With the three like I said with the three webinars every week and so on and so forth. Uh, anything you see out there that's still coming down the coming down the rails that you're still trying to trying to wrestle to the ground? Well, I think uh, you know the the challenges uh, that we face are related to any unknowns uh, related to COVID. Uh, but uh, so, for example, if this goes on in a prolonged basis, then the challenges that come from either kind of not flying an airplane routinely or uh, some of the things I talked about, extending medical license um, or uh, training currency, proficiency testing, uh, those become harder as it goes on longer. And of course, it can also create a bottleneck. Uh, when, when we get to the other side and the extensions have run out, you have a kind of pent up demand um, that we're hoping uh, the flight training organizations, the medical organizations can all kind of anticipate and prepare for. But, you know, uh, I think we're just looking to really get to the other side and see, uh, see the openness uh, that we've enjoyed. But I, it is interesting to see how nimble, flexible, and professional uh, this particular industry is. Uh, in meeting this challenge. Uh, uh, and, and it's not surprising because, uh, you know, we're an industry that plots and plans methodically to make sure our trips are safe. Uh, and we always have alternatives and we have redundancies built in, but it really does show how kind of the DNA of this industry helps us prepare for uh, surprises on any journey, and, and COVID-19 has certainly been a surprise and has certainly caused us uh, to alter our flight plan. Yeah, I agree. As you say, we're, it's kind of in our DNA, but, uh, but well said. MBAA membership, uh, we're obviously a member, been for many years. Um, I don't know if you, if you feel you get a fair representation uh, from, from here in the Asia region, uh, maybe a, a shameless opportunity for you to, to plug the organization and, um, and try to get more people who join the organization. Uh, again, whatever, again, what benefits do you think that uh, the MBAA holds being a member for, for someone out here in Asia in particular? Well, I, I think uh, the value of organizations like NBAA and OSBA is that it can bring together 
uh, an entire industry and, uh, and make it a community and allow people to share each other's um, experiences. So, uh, you know, it helps if you are uh, a traveler to know what other travelers have experienced, what they've learned, uh, uh, and, and be able to uh, take advantage of that. And so being part of NBAA and OSBA and other organizations allows people to tap into a wealth of experience. It doesn't mean uh, that that is the only way to do something. Uh, but it is helpful to know the lessons, you know, pilots are, when they fly, they, uh, they do pilot report, PIREPS, where they talk about this is, uh, this is where I'm flying and this is what I'm experiencing right here, right now. Uh, and others can listen to that and use that uh, to their benefit. So I think that's really what NBA does. It, it, it makes available to all uh, what the, the best uh, practices are, uh, what the best of the best are doing. Uh, that nothing is you must do it this way, but it is all experience that gets passed on. We've always expected that uh, international operators, wherever they are, will take uh, the best practices and make them their own. So we would expect business aviation in Asia to uh, reflect some of in, some of the international practices, but also have Asian characteristics. So um, we would encourage people to be part of the international business aviation community uh, by belonging to multiple associations, including OSPA, NBAA, and to share uh, the best of the whole world uh, in business aviation. Thanks for joining us this week on Asian Skycast. Make sure to visit our website, Asian Sky Media, where you can subscribe to the show on your phone or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show.